all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, she walks into mine. Now where it is now, everybody wants a piece of the market. <laughs> oh my God, that is funny! I don't remember asking you a thing. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you? With all due respect, what the f*** are you talking about? Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? What the f*** is so funny about me? Tell me, tell me what's wrong. You represent the idiocy of today. I did not know that. English mother do you speak it? Are you listening to me? Well, more picks, Dutch and Jacks. I'm coming on. Lance Byrne on the board. SP Futures down 13. NASDAQ Futures down 53. They were down more than that. This is after uh, uh, worst month since uh, worst first half since 1970. And we closed down yesterday. It looked like we were down all day. It looked like we were going to come back and then uh, fizzle it out on the, fo- on the close. Tried to come back probably three times. It just didn't do it, which is, uh, considering right now, we, we, I think we need a rally. And I don't, don't think we're going to get it. I mean, uh, normally going into the holidays, you can you can do things like that, have rallies, but every, everything is down. I mean, the gold's down. Uh, oil, you know, crypto's down. I think crypto's causing a lot of this problem, even though this morning, it's a Bitcoin up slightly to two, up thir- two thirteen, so it's hanging over nineteen thousand. But uh, I think uh, these guys are having some trouble. And this FTX is allegedly the uh, the people that are. Bu- Kevin, how are you? Good morning. Doing okay for a lovely first of the month. Well, um, should we keep Matt up here, or should we send him down to be cub reporter and get the news? Why are you are you offline? No, we're online. Oh, okay. I'm saying that sometimes, you know what they say, some days you're the hammer and some days you're the nail? Yeah, well, some days you're the windshield, some days you're the bug. Yeah. and uh, Some days you're the Louisville slugger, some days you're the ball. Well, I mean, today's one of those, sometimes you find the news, sometimes the news finds you. Right downstairs last night, five people shot, two fatally. The streets is all police things all over, talking to one of the cops on the way in. Now, we could... Turn Matt into Jimmy Olsen and send him down there with his little no- notebook and uh, figure out what the hell uh, that. If we All turn right. him into Jimmy Olsen, he's just going to get in trouble, and Superman's going to have to come bail him out. <laughs> yeah, well, that wouldn't be either one of us. So, we'll to just, <laughs> I don't think Superman bailed too many people out. I think he just speak for yourself. He saved the day. Yeah, he saved the day. <laughs> I can fly in there and, and save my guy, Matt. Thank you. You know, what? I've never saw Superman pull out his wallet. Did you bail anybody out? Uh, no, I don't think so. He bails him out, but he does not post bail. Yes, yeah, so there wasn't an arrow in his quiver. So now the question is: There's a bar downstairs that we frequent once in a while that I don't think is open past midnight. I mean, that guy's probably open maybe at eleven thirty. So at one forty-five, pe- five people were leaving a place, had a verbal altercation with somebody on the sidewalk, and the Santa sidewalk pulls out a gun and shoots all five kill. There's a bar across the street that is no longer a bar, but it's a club kind of place and. The last time there was a shooting down here was on a Monday night, and that club was open for a private party. They get the, uh, put it this way, when people go there, you see everybody winding everybody at the door, but evidently this guy didn't get winded. Isn't it nice to know that you can't, you know, just walking around at 1.30 in the morning and you get five people get shot and two killed right in front of your place? Well, you know, it's, what, there's an argument and we have to shoot. Absolutely. Uh, This this is six of 
society, isn't it? You, you can't ever, you can't ever like get a fight with anybody or anything like that. So you got to, got to actually shoot them. Well, and you know, it, 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 how long ago did you did you learn that uh, you probably would be better off not giving somebody the finger when they cut you off on the on the expressway, knowing that that could turn into a road rage incident? Um, uh, well, some, some you know, now you can't even, uh, you, you know, you can't even argue with someone. Uh, so I'm sure it wasn't uh, a highly productive argument. You know, um, uh, it, it probably had all the hallmarks of something that was going to escalate. Nevertheless, um, you know, this this is what triggers shootings now. Uh, evidently, I mean, the guy's happening. I'm, I'm thinking that the guy just wasn't some random dude walking down the street. Uh, you know, we would just concealed carry out for a nightly walk. I mean, there must have been something that happened. And somebody it, looked at him the wrong way, and he said, okay, I'm, I'm definitely going to shoot you. No, it, you know, it, uh, you know, it was, it was probably, uh, there, there had to be, there had to be love involved, didn't there? Or something going, something must have happened inside the place where somebody was essentially waiting for somebody or something, I'm guessing. But uh, I'm not sure, because they got the, the parking garage next door all taped off and across the street. One of the bodies must have been found over in the bushes because they were looking over there. But there's all these cops. The one cop says, yeah, the news people were here before we were. They've been here all night. So yeah, you got that going. We got that going for us this morning. You know. Well, let's let's get let's get Matt downstairs, like with a uh, um, sandwich sign that says uh, "Stocks and Jocks." Uh, yeah. Listen every, you know, <laughs> listen every Monday through Friday at uh, six a.m. Chicago time. But all the news that's fit the print. Well, who was that? Was that uh, what paper was that? Let's go. Uh, was no, that the uh, Tribune? No, 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 no. That was the world's greatest yeah. newspaper. Yeah, um, was it the Observer? Yeah, probably New York Times. I thought it was a, maybe it was, our, was it the Observer, Notre Dame? Uh, the bullshit at Notre Dame. Yeah. Oh God. Well, I mean, we've got um, inflation all over the place now. Eurozone inflation hits record as European Central Bank prepares for first rate hike in eleven years. I uh, I still don't quite get. Every day, all day, I listen to two and three stations, and all everybody does is talk about how aggressive the Fed is, will be, whatever. And every day, I look at the number and I see one and a half percent with ten, twelve, fifteen percent inflation. Pick your number, and I go, is is, is the big lie just everywhere, Kevin? <laughs> They're doing nothing. It's you know whatever. I don't know how you. Uh, so that's that's where that all is. But I mean, this market. Continues this slide, and this crypto continues this slide, and I got to believe that this. I don't I mean I don't know what's happening. Maybe Carl does a little more, but this. Uh, what's happening in this crypto world? I mean, there was what was what was the total valuation at the top? Supposedly a trillion six or something like that. Well, it's lost easily two thirds of that, and some of the some of them, some of the uh, ancillary pieces more than that. To the extent that people have borrowed. I just, I'm just very worried that our Fed is not all over this, and there's going to be some bank or some place they never even dreamed of is in trouble with this, and they're going to cause some kind of a problem. And should I be nervous about that, or should I assume yes, they're? You do- absolutely should be nervous about it. You know that that's it, it's it's almost inevitable. I think, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know what I don't know how you I don't know how you. It's it's one thing to, I guess, find a way to prop up a market that's all of a sudden getting. Uh, you know, beat up by margin calls and things like that. I'm not saying you know they're the ones that caused the the, the pop or the, the uh, balloon in the first place. So 
I mean, it's, it's quite, I mean, you're not going to get a bailout of crypto. There's nothing there. I mean, it's just, I mean, there's no way on earth you're going to bail that out. I mean, is there? No. I mean, this uh, outfit that uh, has all this money, this uh, FTX, I mean, they're, they're bailing everybody out. I mean, they're buying this place, that place, they're trying to buy Coinbase. I mean, we're, and this is the guy, uh, I sent around that uh, email yesterday from the, the guy who's got like the 50-some billion dollars. The guy that my uh, buddy at the Fed was over at a uh, big consortium of crypto people in Washington like two, three weeks ago. And this guy <coughs> made all his money on this stuff. Well, his, his 50-some billion's got to be down to 10 or 12. I mean, how many, how many people can you bail? He's the guy that's supposed to give the money to Jesse Jackson's kid. Well, you, you can call it bailing people out. I call it cornering the market. Well, that, that um, too, yeah. You know, so when 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 whatever normal turns out to be whatever it is, um, then you're going to have uh, you're going to have a major concentration in the market, and you know this is uh, this is what happened in the uh, RV market uh, in uh, in 2008 when uh, you know company after company was going out of business, um, and uh, you know the the survivors Thor primarily, um, and, and and I don't begrudge them, you know Thor kind of. Uh, save the industry's butt. So it's, you know, but, you know, they, they just bought up all of these other, uh, RV manufacturers, you know, just kind of picked the bones, uh, clean, so to speak. And, uh, and now, you know, Thor Forest River and to a, uh, lesser extent Winnebago, but Thor and Forest River over here are the big survivors. And you either are a supplier to them or you are them, um, in, in that market. That, that, you know, that's it, it, it's exactly what you might expect. Well, I don't think that, uh, that there's business cycle that really is. You know, I, I think it's really caused by by uh, there's, there's, there's a natural business cycle. Let me careful here. You got the natural business cycle is not caused by you know every single every single thing that happens is either Biden's fault or Trump's fault. There's a natural business cycle, but I think the, the government's attempt to Essentially, mess with that makes it worse, and, and it's pretty much been, you know, people were, were commenting on that back when I was in college, for God's sake. And the idea that, you know, <clears throat> that these are the, these are the what happens, Kevin, when you have a 2008 situation <clears throat> that was totally brought on by over leverage, Fed being asleep, and all kinds of things like that. It was it was, and yet the the little bits of crumbs along the way. Our industry that I never even dreamed of, he just brought it up. I'm sure none of the listeners did even. All of a sudden, there's a there's a you know a, a total abeyance of any kind of antitrust rule for a year or two, and all of a sudden, wait a minute, we used to have an industry here, and oh, we had three companies. What the hell? But I mean, it happens, you know, kind of constantly, and that's why you have to be careful to not screw up. I mean, this this inflation should not be here. It's been coming for 15 years, for God's sake. I mean, it's been it's been right. It's been as plain as anybody's face. Now it's here. Oh man! What now? What are we going to do? Well, the, the the amount of combinations, the amount of places that go out of business, the the inequity and the inflation. Some people not getting raises. Some people are. The inequity it, it can't allow be allowed to happen. And yet here it is. And, and now if these guys decide to fight it too strongly, which I would recommend against, um, then all of a sudden, if they actually try and yank money out of the system to an extent where we try and lower these prices. Going down, it's going to be just as uneven as it, as it was going up. <laughs> it, it's that's why you you can't 
That's why we put these people in these jobs and to to prevent stuff like this happening. And by the way, well, they it, make it. You know, it, it is, and it's also, and we we just had a court ruling about this. Um, and, and it's, but it's also why you don't want to cede all this power to. It's it's one of the reasons that you don't want to cede all this power to the executive branch of the government because they start over managing things and, and getting involved in areas where they don't belong. Where, you know, I, I, I'm not advocating for a completely unfettered free market. Um, I, I, I may, you know, lean libertarian, small l libertarian anyway in, 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 that re- in many ways. But there do have to be limits and restrictions. But basically, the... Um, the regulatory branches are supposed to be there to set limits, not to manage industries, not to man, you know, not to micromanage any of that stuff. And I think that's you know that's part of where we go wrong is that we get so um, so involved at a government level, um, like you you know whether it's uh, nose up the butt of government as, as you like to say, or whether it's just overreach. Um, it, it's Screws up the economy more than anything else, and we see it with the Fed, and we see it with uh, uh, with all kinds of other agencies. We saw it with the CDC uh, through the pandemic, you know, telling us when we should pay rent and when we shouldn't pay rent and things like that. Well, yeah, and uh, that, that to a certain extent is still going on. I do. It, yeah, it, it is, but that's that's become a philosophy of government, and it's totally Congress's fault. You know, they they, they have systematically said, okay, executive branch, you can do this, you can do that. And they like it. You know, uh, each party likes it. When when my guy is in office, yes, I love uh, um, running the economy by executive order. But when your party is in office, I hate it. Oh, yeah. And uh, and so that's, you know, that's that's what we have. And then the other problem with that is that we keep lurching back and forth, um, you know, like, like Remain in New Mexico being a, a perfect example, implemented by uh, executive order, and uh, the court ruled in favor of the Biden administration yesterday that they could uh, they could terminate it by executive order, which of course of course they can. That's how executive orders work. Yeah, that's exactly right. And Congress continues to, but you, but you also somehow, Kevin. I don't know if, there's, if it's too. I can't put my finger on it. If it's too much going on, or if it's the lack of a review process. It's it, 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 I'm not going to accuse anybody who's running for Congress, new people anyway, the old people. I don't know, the new people that are being bad people, not trying to do the right thing. But somehow or another, there's there's a uh, you know maybe you just get a different way of, of thinking. Believe it or not, when you're in the uh, securities business and when you trade, like I've done for so long, everything you do, every every position you put on. There's things you have to watch out for <laughs> because there's no such thing as a perfect position. You have to be vigilant, and every time I don't see how Congress, you know, like passes a bill, whether it's twenty pages like you and I might want to see it, or ten thousand pages like these idiots do. When they pass a bill, someplace, somewhere, a year later, six months later, eighteen months later, you'd think you'd kick back over a beer or something, say, "All right, <laughs> we pass this thing." Is it doing anything like what we wanted it to do, or is it a big fiasco? I mean, we, we seem like we're slaves to these these laws from God knows how long. I mean, how is it that, I'll use the baby formula thing, or we probably could use the uh, the uh, RV business. Why is it now that there hasn't been an immediate repeal of that 1989 bill? 
seeing what's happening in that industry? Why why hasn't some of these guys, Durbin, uh, name the Republican guy? I mean, why doesn't somebody say, hey, this was a horse bleep bill in 1989. Why don't we do something about it, like, right now? We need more people in this industry, and there's there's no way we should only buy... Uh, from one supplier in every state from the government. It's just, it's a horse bleep idea. Kevin, yet, I don't see anybody even going down that road, do you? Maybe they are. I mean, I, there's not like a call me to tell well, me. They, but. They, they may in some cases, but um, but it, it, it needs, it, it, it's almost as if every time you pass something, it has to have a review date on it. Well, wouldn't right. that be ideal? Let's give it, let's give it 18 months or two years, and then it's up for review and modification. I mean that—that's how people do things in the real world, isn't it? We, you know, we constantly look at things and say, "Okay, we we need to review our policy." You know, uh, companies go uh, do uh, strategic planning retreats and do their uh, five years out plan, and they do it every year. <laughs> they tweak the plan every year. Uh, so, you know, why why wouldn't you? Uh, you know, why wouldn't you do the same with uh, with government? I, you know, with, and, and with laws. It should be done, and if you don't do the review, then the law is immediately repealed, so that would force it. It would also force Congress, you know, taking that approach, it would force them to um, uh, to, to do less and focus on, on doing a good job with the things that they do have time to do. You'd say, well, you know, if they do that, they'll spend all their time uh, reviewing bills, and they won't do new stuff. I'm not I'm not opposed to that. No, <laughs> Just on its face, but aside from that, you know what you do, you should do well. <laughs> well, an example. And, I, mean, I, I put some when I worked for some people maybe a week ago, and I think we bought spiders here are three seventy five, and it, it, was, it wasn't like three eighty eight or something. So we bought the three eighty eight puts and sold. You know, whatever the three, you know, three ninety eight calls or something. Well, here we are this morning at three seventy five. When I look at it, <laughs> I mean, I would hope people know that I'm. I'm, I'm already adjusting that position because guess what? This this crap is moving. And uh, somebody's going to what if somebody called up and said, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you put so deep into money?" Eh, let's play and go off. I picked it. That has to be the right strike. It'll come back. Don't worry. Yeah, give, it was, give, it give was me the a, right move yesterday. Yeah. So we have to keep doing it today. Yeah, I mean it was. A, I don't I mean I don't. <clears throat> this whole I've, I've seen no change, no no even thought of a change in the baby formula business. It's you know except that uh, what's it, the Abbott the guys with the uh, is it Abbott with the place in Michigan not Abbott it's uh who's the guys got the one in Michigan that the storm damage the minute they think got back open yeah I um, I know which one you're talking yeah about. and uh, I mean how, how is it now <laughs> they they still in some states are the only place because the state be, crowned them the, the winner they're in some states they're the only one you can buy from from the federal government and yet they're not they're, yet they can't even produce. I mean, what, what are we doing? <laughs> this is this insanity. What, how can, why can't you have a 10-page bill go through tomorrow and, and wipe that whole thing out? I, you know, I, plus what, what are we doing? Yeah, with the, with and you know what? I, I'm not opposed to, uh, to lengthy, uh, lengthy legislation either. If you want to do a 5,000-page bill, knock yourself out. What I, do, uh, what I would do is I would require uh, everybody who votes on it must certify that you've read the whole thing cover to cover. Um, uh, before you vote, and uh, under penalty of perjury, if you're if you're. But it but it, it allows. Now, I could do that, and then uh, and then uh, we would see shorter bills. Well, the the other thing is you can't. I don't see it. It allows people. I'll use the term. 
No, I actually read one of your, uh, one of your, sorry, uh, uh, this uh, right-wing dude from the Boston, one of the Boston papers, is the clamor for these two justices who clearly during their hearings were either very evasive or basically said, you know, this has been law for 50 years, I'm not coming in here with the intention of changing it. Uh, <clears throat> you know, at least that's the impression people got, you know, whether or not. So this guy, of course, is going through like every line. Well, you know, when the guy asked that question, they stopped just sort of saying that, just sort of this. And you know what, Kevin? If somebody has been on the air as long as I have, and you being a teacher and everything else, someday you got to learn in, 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 your, in your simpleton head that it's not what people, what you say, <clears throat> it's what people hear. And if you, and if you couch your, your sayings in a way that people hear and understand something different than you say, then you're being evasive. In my opinion, the best the best ever for that was Sammy Sosa when he was at, in front of the uh, Congress. His statement: He said, "I've never broken the laws of the United States or the Dominican Republic, and I've never injected myself with steroids." Now, to just about everybody out there, that pretty much says he's not a roid freak. Doesn't say he couldn't have had fifteen pills a day in Mexico, right? He, the impression he gave. Is different than really what he what he said. Now I don't doubt that this guy from Boston <coughs> can take apart every statement and every hearing that was on TV from these justices. But I guarantee you, the impression everybody got was that the that the, they, the they weren't there for the first chance they get to overturn Roe Ro versus Wade. They they gave everybody the impression that you know they weren't going to say never, but they just it, it just you give people an impression of what you're doing. And the, like, and what I'm saying, I'm getting around to this bill, long story short, don't tell it, right? Is when you're talking about a 1500 page bill, you can call it an infrastructure bill, even though 20% of it's infrastructure. You can call it the, uh, uh, Patriot Act, when, when in fact, 80% of it's taking away people's rights. And letting government get more invasive. It has nothing to do with being a patriot. And this thing has very little to do with infrastructure. Oh, and don't don't forget, no child left behind, yeah. and uh, everything else that we give a uh, a cutesy little name that uh, that you know, we, you might as well just call it the fluffy bunny uh, uh, legislation because who could possibly vote against fluffy bunnies? Well, I mean, a patriot. Man, you want some guy in a turban like raping your mom? What's the matter with you? You know that kind of crap. The thing's fifteen hundred pages long. You know, and, and there's got to be. I mean, if we started reading that thing, we can't get to page five probably. There's nothing to do with being a patriot. Just say, yeah, I'm with you. No, I, I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for going back uh, to uh, um, naming them after naming the bills after the people who who proposed them. That way, we know who to blame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do they care? Well, you, got, you got Sarbanes Oxley. Cool. Uh, you know, we know who's who's responsible for Sarbanes Oxley. You know, Garden Saint Germain. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of some of the others that are out there. I. I I'd love to see us go back to that. Well, I like the part where, the, according to the Dad Frank bill, you can't even bring a <clears throat> hundred hours <clears throat> to a closing where if somebody somebody misadded somewhere and you're fifty bucks off. You can't just hand the guy fifty bucks. Oh no, that's illegal. You got to wire it to him. Why can't I just give it to him? Can't do that. I mean, who, who makes up stuff like that, Kevin? I mean, really? Dodd and Frank. Yeah, and their staff. And you got to have uh, what is it? I mean, if if, if all of a sudden. Um, you have to send money to if parents give somebody money. They have to certify that it's not a loan. Those kinds of things. Why is it anybody's business? That's been around longer than them. Well, okay, but I'm saying That's it's been around forever. 
but the idea that they go back how far now and see any, anything in your bank account. I mean, Maddie said when he when he when he got his mortgage, he felt like he got undressed by these people. Where'd you get that? Where'd that come from? What do you mean? What's what's your here? I got thirty grand in my bank account. and I'm putting twenty down on the house. That's that's all you need to know, in my opinion, anyway. Of course, my opinion doesn't count, but uh, I'm saying you know you you know you, it gets to the point where it becomes overwhelming, and people say, well, who, who who thought of this? Right? I mean, uh, anyway. So what do you? We come back and talk a little bit about uh, USC and UCLA. That's quite a quite a. Well, I want to hit that, and I want to I want to uh, follow up on a couple things that you and Lou discussed too. Oh God! Oh God! The the, the Lou. Oh the no! Lou. It's, it's it, I think it's, it's just a, di- a little bit different slant on things. Yeah, Lou. going in some blanks. Yeah, he was uh, he was on fire yesterday. He was he was good. S and P futures are down eleven only now. Nasdaq futures down thirty five. Be right back. Stocks and jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage healthcare costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630-401-8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation in human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation in the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. You may need now to make enough to exceed the amount that your leadership is depreciating the value of the dollars you've worked your whole life to accumulate. That same leadership has seen fit to maneuver risk-free interest rates to near zero. Providing positive risk-averse returns in a zero-interest and declining real-wealth environment is by far the toughest assignment I've ever had in my years as a money manager. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard that one way to possibly deal with this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. 
But I do know that if I did invest in gold or silver, I'd want to do it in the same manner as we do with PTI for investments in the market, with defined risk. If you feel the need to invest in gold or silver, we can do it using the same strategies that we use for our protected index program. No matter what you invest in, we feel that you need to know and control your risk. Find us at PTISecurities.com. That's PTISecurities.com. You know, guns don't kill people. Stupid mother with gun kill people. Stocks, jocks, and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now, right here, right now, right now. One more face, stocks and jocks. I'm Tom. Matt Byrne on the board. Um, S&P futures down 1250 now. NASDAQ futures down 38. Here's the headline of the day. This was the worst first half for the market in 50 years, and it's all because of one thing. Inflation. Let's see what's wrong with that headline. We'll worry about that in a bit. Top futures down 120. Individual stocks. Uh, not so much happening there. Just everybody's a little bit red here on the, on the Dow side. Uh, we got CRM Salesforce down 64 cents. Uh, Visa down uh, 74 cents. Caterpillar down 76 cents. Nothing. Nothing. No huge moves there. Over in Asia, we've got uh, the Nikkei down uh, 457. It's 1.7 percent. These guys have had a rough week. Shanghai down 10.3 percent. Hang Seng down 137.6%. Uh, Back under 22,000 again. These guys can just not get any traction in Hang Seng. Uh, over in Europe, we've got Dex down 11.1%. Uh, FTSE down 19.3%. Kek around down 3. So they're, they're in holiday mode over there. Although I don't think they have a holiday on Monday over there. But they're, it looks like they've got snoozy markets over there. Yesterday we were down 253 in the Dow, 33 in the S&P, 149 in the NASDAQ. So any attempt to come back for the last day of the of the first half of the year, it did not happen. Uh, bonds, get a load of this, under 3% now, 2.94, which means the Fed must be pouring some more money and trying to save this market or save crypto or save something. Uh, that's, uh, we've got the uh, bond minus at uh, 1.30, it made it up to like 1.68. Uh, Japan, uh, 0.22. Oil is uh, up a dollar 99 to 107.75, rent up 221, 111.24. Natural gas up 27 cents, but look at this number, 569, down from 930, I'm going to say within the last month. It's, it's incredible. Our Bob uh, down 3 cents to 357, so your price of your, your gas should be four 430 or so, not 560. So there's problems in the system there, obviously. Uh, gold down 17 bucks, 1790. We don't want no stinking gold. Silver down 71 cents, 1963. I want no stinking silver. Copper down thirteen cents, three fifty-seven, and crypto uh, up two twenty-two, but nineteen thousand one thirty-nine. Um, this is in in range of uh, this is this is margin loan kind of range here for Bitcoin, and uh, it either better bounce up or I'm not so sure it hangs in here. Matt, what do you have for us? Traffic, weather, sports, and what about our shooting? Well, yeah, good morning. First of all, uh, currently 6.35 a.m. on Friday, July 1st, 2022. I'll get you on that shooting real quick. Uh, it happened just outside our doors, uh, essentially. Uh, that was a, it happened around 1.44 a.m., right near the Chicago Fire Department. So, uh, like you said, it, is, it, it says near the Fire Department. It doesn't say near Stocks and Johns. We would have, we would have appreciated that uh, minor yeah, advertisement. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Uh, uh, morbid as it is. But uh, let's get you into sports real quick. In the MLB yesterday, uh, Cubs win for once, 15-7 uh, to 7 against Cincinnati Reds. Notable, notable plays of uh, Patrick Wilson with a grand slam, which kept a five-run second. Uh, this is the Cubs' third win in four games, and the Reds' tenth in their past 13th. Reds lost, I should say. Uh, Cubs are back again today against Red Sox in Wrigleyville. 
Uh, White Sox down tonight against San Francisco. Catch that at 9.15 p.m. Central Standard Time, of course. Uh, and, of course, the uh, Diamondbacks taking on the Rockies tonight at 7.10, uh, of course, Central Standard Time. Now for weather in Chicago, uh, pretty cloudy over here, and there's a chance of rain later on in the afternoon in the city. Uh, currently 75 degrees, a high of 87, and a low of 68. In Phoenix, clear skies, 89 degrees, a high of 106, and a low of 87. Now for traffic in Chicago, a uh, slowdown on the eastbound Eisenhower between ramp at uh, US 45 North to Austin Boulevard. Uh, light traffic eastbound to Kennedy between Cumberland Avenue and Foster Avenue. Uh, traffic westbound on the Dan Ryan between West Garfield Boulevard all the way to downtown. Keep in mind an accident on the right shoulder before 35th Street, exit 55A. And lastly, traffic northbound on the Stevenson between South Central Avenue and South Pulaski. Overall, it looks pretty good out there. Back to you, Chief. Well, the police are in front of our place. Oh yeah, yeah they are. Oh, yeah, I should say that the, the police are. Uh, yeah, they're they're investigating uh, that crime. Hopefully not uh, anything any, anything that we've done in the past. Oh god, <laughs> Kevin. Um, I, t- I still think we should send Matt down and see if he can get the real scoop. Do we have Kevin? Well, well, yeah. I, I you know, yeah, I think we should. But um, who, who's going to do traffic updates? Then? Well, that's Matt's problem. Yeah, yeah. We, he needs to be in two places. See, but now if he was here. He should, now, if he had a little a buzzer on his phone, he would have been here at 2 in the morning covering the story. Now, that's, you know, that's where he's letting us down. Yeah. Well, traffic moves <laughs> faster. You could, have been, you, could have been, you could have been actually spotting the bodies on the ground, taking pictures. Yeah. That would have been swell. Oh, God. I got a good camera. So, Kevin, what is, what is the, when, this USC-USCLA thing, to me, is the is demise of virtually all the conferences. Now, what, what, are, what are they trying to do? Have two big conferences and tell the NCAA to go pound sand or what? Well, I, I, I think that it's been moving in that direction anyway, that you would get somewhere in the neighborhood of 64, 65 teams uh, who are the major football-playing schools, and they would sort themselves out into probably four conferences. Um and, and then they'll build all their playoffs around that and so on. It's basically, it, it's just a, a more broad-based NFL playing a, you know, a lower level of football. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that's where it'll lead. As far as what the fallout's going to be over the next year or two, uh, that's p- probably a, a base we should touch just about every Friday for the next few weeks because I think it's going to start to unfold there. You know, so, so what's next? You're already seeing, uh, you know, Texas and Oklahoma bailing out of the Big 12. Does that mean the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are, uh, are, are going to go, uh, are going to do their own merger of some sort? Uh, is, is the Big 10 going to try to expand? Is Notre Dame looking at this and going, ah, the ACC is not going to, uh, if, 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 is going to at best survive as a bit player? Maybe their, uh, you know, maybe their move is going to be, the Big Ten. I, you know, I don't know where all this is going to, you know, how exactly it's going to unfold, but it, it will be another round of tectonic shift in, uh, uh, in college athletics. And, um, when, when I say you, you might see the football schools just, you know, go off on their own, that, you know, then you could, you could leave a lot of things alone and, you know, all the all other sports can be the all other sports and, Football, which is the big money maker anyway for the major colleges, is going to be uh, is going to be what survives. I, you know, I, in 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 many ways, I don't, I just don't care. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, they, they they've gotten so away from.
a lot of their model, a lot of their appeal had to do with, even if it was a false notion in many ways, had this idea that people were students as well as athletes. Well, you also have... uh, They're undermining that. I mean, obviously I'm not trying not to be naive. Uh, I'm I'm very aware that, uh, you know, for, for instance, the Notre Dame football team and the USC football team are big money makers. They're not as big as Texas, but they're they're up there. And I also, though, you, but you can't you can't really divorce yourself. I mean, not just because Title Nine, uh, but as my mom used to say, I like to play sports too. How come I never had a chance? I mean, women should be able to play too. Obviously, they should. if you if you walk around Notre Dame's campus, you obviously see this uh, massive football thing, which is a which is a you know a, a temple to something or other cash, I think. But you also have to notice that there's all kinds of other fields there. There's all kinds of other people doing stuff. Now, does this mean to play a baseball game, Southern Cal's got to travel to Rutgers? I mean, there's other people involved here, too. I mean, so UCLA, when they have a swimming meet and they got a great team, they got to go to Indiana now? I mean... Well, and that, that's why I'm telling you that the, the practical shake out of this may be that football is its own animal and everything else is done regionally. Uh, it, it all. It also may be that the Big Ten's not done with those two teams, and so when you're starting to talk about a Big Ten West, that it's going to, it's really going to start looking a lot more like the Big Ten American League and the Big Ten National League in baseball. The Big Ten, you know, uh, uh, how, how they have, handle baseball with a little bit of interleague, but not a lot of interleague. And that football, okay, that's a once a week trip that everybody can take if they if they need to. So you think I, you they're know, gonna? Like I said, let's let's see how it shakes out. But I, I'm sure this is just the first step, not you know, not an end unto itself. So you're talking about Nebraska, Iowa, maybe add a couple more UCLA. And they're going to be the. It'll be the Big Twenty with the two Little Ten conferences. Yeah, something like that, and then and then the Little Ten conferences will merge, and you know, we, it, it, it'll. This is this is going to be a, a series of steps that we're going to see over. So, there. if you're playing baseball, you're only going to go to Nebraska. You're not going to go to Rutgers or someplace. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I and mean, they might do some crossover stuff, but by and large, yeah, I think you're you're probably going to see that. Well, what is the because, because it's not it's just not practical otherwise. Well, so how is this practical really at all? I mean, how, I guess if I had to, if we had to put out, let's say, a 14 column sheet of paper, I guess we use a. Uh, computers these days, but if we're going to actually scratch this out, and and what I used to do in a fourteen column paper, how do I fi- how, how how do I convince myself that Southern Cal and UCLA are going to make a lot more money doing this than staying right where they are? I mean, are, I don't I don't know. You're, you're going to look at the Big Ten's uh, media contracts, and you're going to say they're going to make a lot more money than they already are. Okay, but I mean, why can't the, the, if people want to watch? USC, why can't they own their own media contract? Because uh, uh, not as many people on the West Coast really give up poop about uh, um, uh, about college athletics. Well, I guess that's a, that, that, see, that's the part numbers wise. I'm having I'm having trouble to do. If if, if you're not going to bring the, the same type of listenership, first of all, I mean the, the Big Ten media contract is it working out? I mean, I know the schools are getting this money, and they've got. 
sum it up, but is it, is it considered a huge success? Is it growing? Is it COVID-related? I mean, yeah, I think it is. I think I think they've done well with the Big Ten Network. That, that, that has been successful and more successful by the year. Um, so that that's a big part of what they do. Uh, but, yeah, their deals with uh, uh, with the networks and with ESPN and so on, yeah, I, I think they're, you know, I think they're money makers. Remember, the production cost for this, you know, given the re- uh, offset by the revenues, production cost for a football game is relatively low. Okay, I mean, I understand that, but I, I'm just, I mean, if you went through the whole, I guess what I'm saying is adding those people to uh, the Big Ten, it's going to detract from what used to be the Pac-10. Yeah, I, I was, I'm trying to figure out where the incremental cash is. Is it just to those two teams? That right now, the Big Ten looks like they're paying out more in the Pac-10. And well, rather, it, it probably is. Although they they may, you know, I I don't know when they get to go back to the table for uh, uh, for media again, um, because you know, because USC uh, probably is uh, a more appealing national television property than it is. Um, well, uh, Los Angeles uh, television property, if that makes any sense. Plus, it, it does put you know it does put the Big Ten into the um, you know into some big markets like Los Angeles, uh, to a lesser extent like San Francisco, um, where you know whatever fans you know the fan following that is there and that is you know willing to watch on TV is um, is going to be watching Big Ten instead of. Uh, uh, USC versus Arizona or Arizona State, unless of course Arizona and Arizona State are next. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm just curious how it's all, how it all considers to be accretive. Anyway, this is to be determined. So, what you, you were saying about yesterday? Oh, uh, well, a, a couple of things. Lou was talking about pilot shortage and where to get pilots. One of the things that is going on is um, uh, is cargo drones. Uh, you know, drones, <laughs> drones big enough that uh, that they can carry uh, quite a few um, of the uh, uh, containers, the shipping containers that then can get unloaded on trucks and things like that. Um, and, and that that accomplishes two things. Right now, air freight obviously is more expensive than sending things by boat, by rail, and even by truck. Um, and and all of a sudden, when you have these unmanned drones. Um, that uh, um, you know that are, have low low fuel usage. They you know they're they're not flying at the kinds of speeds that uh, um, that uh, jets are, and they're not uh, and, and they use less fuel. And in many cases, um, it, you know they're they're uh, partly solar powered. Um, and in in those cases, um, the uh, you know I, I think you're going to see that market emerge. There's a, one of the companies that's involved is Dorsal. Um, and, and this and dorsal sort of walks me into uh, point number two, and that is uh, dorsal's a military contractor, so they they've been doing a lot with drones all along, and probably for the better part of ten years they've been working on their cargo drone project, and it, it's a it's a sort of a classic example of saying I have a cash cow business like my military contracts. And I use that cash cow to feed what I think is going to be a growth industry, um, uh, and, and you know get my R and D done, get you know get my business off the ground because I think it's going to be a big growth industry for me uh, down the road. Um, and that 
sort of shifts us into oil because when it comes to oil, this administration's approach is completely the opposite of that. They have this cash cow business, oil drilling on uh, uh, on federal lands, and instead of using that to fuel their R&D and fuel their development in um, uh, in, in other uh, you know alternative energies, they're just trying to squeeze that cash cow business out of business. And so, where are they going to get the money to do the development that they need to do? I, I just think it's a, it's a it's a foolhardy approach that they're taking, and it flies in the face of any standard business practice and any standard strategy in the business world. Well, I mean, I, I often wondered, I mean, since since I've seen how people with their nose up the butt of government, the deals they cut, I, I often wondered if, if drilling on federal lands, if we ever really got our fair share of that cash, Kevin. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to... Well, I mean, so make sure you get your fair share of it, and then use that to, to fund development in what you what you think is going to be the long-term growth business and, and that that's what i'm saying is that and, that and that's what they're not doing well the, I, I just think it's a, it's a totally foolish um uh, it, totally foolish policy yes. it's it's wasting the opportunity it's slowing the ability to move away from fossil fuels and they think they're accelerating it well yeah but they're 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 nuts I mean, there's, even if even if you envision a world where where way more of our of our energy is is uh, you know renewable, I mean, I would say that the first thing I would do is 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 re up the nuclear program with the feeder reactor. I mean, I would. I mean, we're still be ten years yeah, away. Sorry, from I can't do that either. Don't yeah. like nukes. No, we don't like nukes either. But I mean, we don't we don't like anything. But we also will be the first people to bitch if we were going to plug our electric car in and nothing's there. It's you know I mean I I don't really have a problem. Oh yeah, just like we're, you know we're the first people to uh, bitch if you want to put windmills off of Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, I mean uh, just not here. We don't want anything here. But um, yeah, there there needs to be some sort of a program and a plan. But it, it really is hard, Kevin. As much as uh, to have something when you're only what are we fifteen percent of the world's population? Ten. I mean, you, you really aren't going to tell with any any degree of success. For India to uh, to stop having coal plants. I mean, and oh, by the way, we're we're selling them coal. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, we it, we well, no, and 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 then we're you know we want to say we don't want to drill, but it's okay for us to go beg the Saudis to drill for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's you know, it's it, we're nuts. We're we're just idiots. Well, it's it's like uh, I don't, don't want to change into this topic, but if you if you look at the the sexual issues in this country. Have you ever seen a group that either a, a place where we're kind of half Puritan and half crazed <laughs> on, the, on the subject? You know, we, we we have all kinds of rules for people to for any kind of advance you make on anybody, and yet the uh, the biggest industries are, are making yourself smell good and everything else to attract the opposite sex. I mean, okay, I mean, I mean we we. Well, or, or sexual harassment is when it's when it's not invited. Yeah. Well, doesn't somebody have to do the first sort of quote invitation? Yeah, it's um, which isn't to say there aren't louts in the or, world. Or do you other. just sort of bump in each other? The music starts playing in the background, and you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's just we it's it's, it's kind of crazy when you look at the way this all happens. I mean, uh, but we, I don't know why we we don't somehow or another. Right, kind of the theme of today. I mean. 
whatever the people are in Congress, I can only imagine uh, if, if Karen didn't win, but hopefully Keith will win out in uh, in Roland Park. Uh, I can only imagine at the end of the first two years, if our friend Keith gets in, he's going to wonder what what just blew by me. What what should I have looked at and I didn't? What how do we get from here to where we were two years ago? I thought I was helping. I, I, you know, I don't know if I did anything. I mean, I, that's what I felt on the board of the CBOE. I was there to, to, to keep uh, the market free and open. And after six years, it was way less free and less open than when I got there. And all I did was fight, and I never, and I, and I never made any any progress. A little bit, maybe. I delayed things for a little while, but uh, I mean, I did this world of markets today with only a few people making gazillions of dollars every day, and then nobody, everybody else shut out. <clears throat> That's not my world, Kevin. Yet I spent six years trying to stop it, and I got nowhere. I mean, there's, there seems to be a momentum here. I don't know where it's coming from. And people like to pick names. It's Soros. It's this guy. It's that guy. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know who the hell it is, but somehow or another there's a momentum here. Can anybody put their finger on where it's coming from? I can you start one of the guys, uh, I think he's still alive, Larry Bloom. Uh, he helped me run for, for uh, when I ran against the, the, you know, the nominated person. In one, thank God. And uh, Larry says to me, <clears throat> and Larry was around from the beginning, and he was one of the major guys that was on the building committee that built the CBOE, and they did an unbelievable job under budget. They did a terrific, beautiful, beautiful building, a uh, special use building. And uh, he says to me, you got to promise me one thing if I help you get in there. I go, what's that? Because Larry had been on the board, I think. He goes, you've got you to tell me. He goes, you're a real bright guy. Well, thanks, Larry. you got to tell me who's really in charge of the place. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I can't figure it out. There's there's an arm from someplace that is directing what's going on here. Is he goes, I like Duke Chavin, I like Chuck Henry, but there's and but I, I don't know if it's Burt Risman over at the uh, tells the name of the law firm. We had an outside guy who was the general counsel. He goes, I don't know if it's the people at Chicago. Somehow, somewhere, <laughs> there's stuff. And you know what? I noticed it right away, Kevin. There, I'd go into a meeting, and there'd be something on the agenda, and I'm going. Where did that come from? We just had a meeting the other night. We never even talked about it. I asked some of the staff, where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> and stuff would just like appear out of nowhere. You'd swear there was a there was a back room into the chairman's office or something. And, and I feel the same way about Washington, but only on a much more massive scale. There's stuff happening. I don't think people there even know how it's happening or why. And, 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 and there's, but there's a momentum to it. And it seems to be a momentum that as much as the right and the left fight about each side being all the wrong, it's there no matter who's in office. It doesn't seem to make any difference, does it? There, there's, there's yeah, a, what, what's the quote I have? I have this quote shared sitting on my computer, and I don't, I don't remember where I got it. Maybe it was on Stocks and Jocks. But it said, yeah, D.C. is the home of the Uniparty swamp dwellers, and they're playing the American people as suckers. Yeah, there's two sides and different ideologies. No, it's, it's just one party. And, yeah. Yeah, and the rest of us are just... Sap slapping up the uh, the arguments on each side. Yeah, we're, we're fighting. Meanwhile, the people up top. I mean, I was reading. Well, the other day, somebody sent me something. It said the the top ten people in Congress on each side are make are, are making the decisions, are making all the dough, and they're just fighting just just to keep us amused. That there's really no difference from the the money Pelosi's husband stealing and the money the other side of the aisle those guys are stealing. I mean, once you get up to that level. You're playing in a whole different world, and the game is totally different than we think it is. I, mean, I hope that isn't true, but it sure seems like it might be. I mean, there's, I mean, there, there is a momentum, and the one thing I don't really want all these cryptos to go under, as much as I think the way they were marketed, 
is really crazy. They're, they're, they they came out as into like essentially artificial stocks, and they should have been they should have been a currency, which they're not. Because um, I really do think that the if there weren't for these things in the future, you're going to have no cash. Everything is going to go through the government. Somebody's going to watch every single transaction you do, unless we do go to some kind of a barter system where, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll you know, let's let's bet on the Notre Dame game. By the way, if I if I win, you cut my grass. If you win, I cut yours, or something along those lines, because we're not going to be able to bet ten bucks. <laughs> Or you have to be my butler, or something. Yeah, you got to quick dinner. You have, you have to you have to go get the next beer or something. <laughs> Whatever it is, you know. Hey, let's let's let's. Uh, I'm saying it's it's three strikes on this guy. He strikes him out. If he does it, I'll get the beer. If not, you get the beer. I mean, we're gonna, we're going to drop into that because I don't think anybody wants these people to know everything we're doing. And yet that clearly is the direction people are heading. And why? Well, I mean, what, I, mean I don't I don't trust them. I don't I don't need them to. I don't need to elect people to tell me they can't trust me. I mean, that's not why I'm electing. That's not why I'm paying you. So, I mean, I don't know. Yep, they tell us that every day. Yeah. I mean, uh, so I don't, I don't know what. There, there's 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 some sort of a momentum here, and I just, obviously I can't put my finger on it. And if, if I could, I mean, there's no, no way I could stop it. But there's, uh, you know, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where we go with that, Kevin. But, uh, no, but I, uh, I'm still kind of fascinated. I really want to find, I'm going to talk to Hal next week, really want to find somebody who's done some study and uh, long periods of negative interest rates. Because he's bringing up some stuff that if it's true, and I think it might be, because I think the hell's that bright, it really defines what's going on in the last 8 to 10 years. And the people that now are just mega wealthy that can pay you know, $5 billion for a team and not even worry about the implied interest costs or anything. They just, it's chump change. It's, they didn't have room in their pocket. They had to do something with it. I mean, it really... It hit, you, you, you understand what he's been talking about, right? Have you been following this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what do you make of it? We only got a minute, but uh, I don't. I am, I'm at the point of just listen, listen and learn. So you know, I, I get what he's saying, but I uh, I, I, I want to hear more. So I'm glad yeah, you're going to pursue it. Yeah, I'm going to pursue because I he, he basically said, um, from what I gather is when you have people that are able to avail themselves of negative interest rates, they are able to actually force the inflation on assets to where they cause their own wealth. Isn't that basically what he's talking about? Yeah, I think so. And and like you said, you're going to pursue it. Let's let's yeah. let that let's let it develop a little bit because this is it's conceptually a little new to me. So let me uh, you know I want I want to digest. I, I I really don't I don't I don't I can't make an intelligent comment about it at this point. All right, real quick, is there any hope for the Sox turning this around and being the Atlanta of this year? Or um, yeah, they can get hot. They're only five and a half games out, so they, they could, but they're not. They just don't play good baseball. Hey, I, I just want to. I do want to finish the thought on the um, you know, unmanned. Uh, you know, whether it's drones or whether it's something else. Um, when Lou talked about um, you know lack of pilots coming out of the military, many of those pilots are flying cargo stuff, and so it, you know. Yeah, um, and, and, and so even if they're going to come into the private sector, they're not coming in as airline pilots, and that. You know, as you start to see more unmanned vehicles of various types um, in the uh, private sector for shipping, and uh, for shipping in, in quantity, it's you know it's one thing to have a little delivery drone from Amazon. Uh, it's quite another to be able to do something that uh, that crosses the seas very cheaply um, and offloads a lot of the uh, solve some of the port problems and at 
Well, Kevin, I went from, uh, we'll end on this part here, we'll get to Carl, but uh, $54 billion those people were given to keep people working, and at the end of the COVID time, there's 50,000 people less working for airlines. So, to yeah. me, something's seriously and, and, wrong. And, and really, maintaining staffing levels was a problem before COVID. They, we just made it worse, but we paid them. We paid them quite a bit of money to make it worse. Yeah, I don't. Plus, I, I'm, good at this. I'm we're, sort we're of really good at this, aren't we? I, I mean, is 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 there any <clears throat> any any COVID response that is uh, uh, that we're going to look back and say that was good, that worked? Yeah, I don't know. And I think the answer to that is going to be none of it. But I, ne- I never it never crossed my mind again. You don't you don't open your mind up and don't cross it, but. I never thought, uh, Kevin, obviously people start as a co-pilot, I believe, and uh, whatever that rank is, and over time some people become pilots and some don't, but still, they all can fly to plane. What do they do, trade off on, on takeoffs and landings, right? It never crossed my mind that if, in a pinch, if you paid him his same salary and took the hit, because the captains probably make more than the co-pilots, that if, if two captains showed up, you couldn't flip a coin and one guy go in the right seat. I never, I never dreamed that you'd have two pilots sitting there doing nothing, waiting for two co-pilots. Well, it sort of guarantees employment. That's a typical union contract. But, it? but I mean, this is where you sit down with the unions and say, look, when that happens, we're going to be a ten percent bonus. We, 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 we got to do something here. I mean, unions. It's it not like sounds unions. like the kind of thing that should be uh, a solvable problem, not a showstopper. Right. And yet, we allow things like that to be showstoppers. If, if that's really the problem, or that's just something they're lobbing out to us. You know, who knows if it is really the problem. I mean, it may not be. I, I don't know. Anyway, SP Futures down 20 now. Nasdaq is down 79, leaking from where we were a bit ago. Be right back with Carl Denninger. This self-directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click. No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then. That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time decay for my covered writing program. Yep, nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for stocks, $1 for equity options, and $1 minimum a trade. Our clients at PTI ProDirect can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade every day. We love this stuff. That's what I like most about PTI ProDirect. Cheap prices along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds. Tell your friends. That's PTIProDirect.com. PTIProDirect.com. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed, and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. 
Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, owner of Home Source Realty and frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks Radio Show. If you're thinking about purchasing real estate this summer, could be a good time to shop around. Whether you're a novice or seasoned investor, low interest rates and good inventory make adding bricks and mortar investment to your portfolio an interesting possibility. Many a great fortune has begun with the purchase of property. Call me today for your personal investment consultation, and I would be happy to get you started on your path to prosperity. You could reach me at Audrey Johnson at Realtor.com or call me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Boring. Stocks. Jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here. Right now. Right here. Right now. Right now. Welcome up to Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tom Howell. He's Matt Byrne on the board. SP Futures up, I'm sorry, down 16. Not up too much anymore. NASDAQ Futures down 69. Do we have Mr. Carl? You do. You most certainly do. How are you, bud? I'm doing well. Uh, you know, it's, <laughs> I, I've been listening this morning. Well, before and, you, uh, yeah, there's a couple of things that are interesting uh, that that have come out in the last few days. Uh, you know, everybody, of course, is all up in arms about the whole row uh, overturn, and that uh, you know that's been the screamy, screamy, screamy for uh, you know for everybody on both sides of the of the issue. Okay, uh, of course, all the talking points are BS on both sides. Uh, returning this issue to the states. When you really get down to it, the, the, the seminal question is when does life become in, in a, entitled to the protections of the Constitution of the United States? Okay, that's, I mean, that is the anyone that has any shred of scientific honesty or decency and has, and has had even a first semester biology class in high school knows that all the way down to the lowliest plant, any sexed organism, uh, new life, a distinct life exists at the point that the two gametes fuse. Okay, period. That's scientifically that's fact. The question becomes where where does that gain the protection that says okay, if you kill that, it, it, now you've done something wrong. Okay, and that and that's that's really the that's the essence of it, and that's a political debate. That's not a factual debate. Yeah, that's a that, that's a political question. Well, you know what? Um, one of the reasons we have federalism, the design of the country, which which by the way is unique among nations in the world today, and has been for the entire time the United States has existed, is that we have we have the ability to have fifty answers to that question. Some of them are good answers. Some of them are bad answers. I don't know which are the good answers and which are the bad answers. But the good answers will lead to better outcomes over time, and the bad answers will lead to worse outcomes over time, and hopefully that will lead to people changing their minds as those outcomes occur. Now, maybe it will, and maybe it won't, okay, because you know how people are, but that's that's the design of it, okay? And, and, and that's why I kind of I just shrug my shoulders. I'm like, well, you, you know, Gee, if you really hate the way this ends up looking in the state that you live in, move to one that suits your your views more appropriately, and then you've solved your problem for yourself, which is, I mean, that that's kind of the goal, right? 
Well, yeah, hey, uh, Matt has done a little bit of, speaking of research, Matt has done a little bit of research on the shooting outside. What have you found out, Matt? Yeah, well, uh, uh, yeah, just to go on to that, it uh, happened uh, just last night, 1.44 a.m., uh, right near us, uh, actually just across the street, uh, and uh, this is as from uh, ABC7 Chicago, uh, quote, five men were leaving a business when they got into a verbal dispute with an unknown person who police said took out a handgun and started firing. A 29-year-old man was shot in the head and transported to Stroger Hospital, where he was pronounced dead, police said. A 26-year-old man was shot in the chest and transported to Stroger Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. Three others wounded and transported to Northwestern Memorial Hospital in good condition, and no one is in custody. And there's still detectives down there uh, investigating as we speak. Oh uh, yeah, because we walked in and we're talking to the police. Uh, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, this is <laughs> this is as we walk in this morning. Well, you know that's a that, that that's definitely not a uh, not a pleasant thing to have to deal with the first thing in the morning. No, no. Well, fortunately, the bodies I, were all well, were all gone. I'll, I'll tell you what, though the other the other one. Which I and this this decision just came out yesterday. Um, the EPA decision that showed up yesterday is the one that is going to have, in my opinion, much more impact on people's lives. And 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 again, that's being mischaracterized. Uh, AOC was out screaming that we need to get rid of the entire Supreme Court, and uh, you know that 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 that. Okay. Um, and, and, and oh, by the way, Kagan, who is, is, uh, I, I wonder how somebody like that gets on the Supreme Court, say much less stays on the Supreme Court. Um, Kagan said that we must defer to experts. Congress does not have the, the capacity to do this. And if we don't do these things that the EPA wanted to do, half of the eastern seaboard of the United States is going to be underwater. Um, um, some people are buying into that big time. I don't, I don't well, I don't care that. what you're buying into. Uh, look, you, go take a look at pictures. Ellis Island is one of the most photographed things in the world. Okay? All the way back to when it was first created. Go take a look at those photos from the time when it was first created. It was first put there. Statue of Liberty, there it is. And then take a look at a photograph from today, and you tell me that the sea level has gone up at all. Um, I don't know if it has. I mean, I think it might might have a little bit. Well, it clearly has not to any material degree because the pictures show exactly the same amount of relief. Yeah, I don't mind that. Well, and and, and as I pointed out, I built a dock down in Florida, uh, you know, 20 years ago when I bought my house down there, okay? And 20 years later when I sold it, the the high water mark as to where the water actually comes up to during the the tidal shift is exactly the same place that it was when I put it in. Yeah, I don't, okay, I don't, I don't I, I, I have moved at all. Now, that doesn't mean that something can't change in the future. But what it does mean is that all the claims that this is occurring now, are, are they're false. And they're trivially provable as being false. Now, is is Miami sinking? Is, is you know, the water level apparently rising in places like Miami? Well, yeah, Miami was built on a swamp. The ground is sinking. The ocean's not rising. <laughs> well, I think if you if you start having more and more... Ice drops from Greenland and from Antarctica and those places, it, it's sort of inevitable. I'm not so sure that we can stop that, but I mean, if, if you take some of the stuff from the ice shelf, it's going to... And there are places in the world that are perilously close to, if, you, if it goes up a foot, things change for people, right? Yeah. But uh, hey, I, I need, when, when we do something like this, Roe versus Wade, I don't want to 
sort of get involved in the if, if you take some sort of a theme like I've had for a while, Carl, that somebody somewhere, whoever the somebodies are, I mean, I'm not trying to be Mr. Conspiracy, but there's a momentum in this country that appears, I mean, you know, I read once in a while I'll get something from somebody that will talk about the, the top 20 people in each party are happy as a clam to keep the rest of the country arguing about stuff while some people really enrich themselves. And yeah. uh, so my view on the Roe versus Wade is we really don't need, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm Catholic, so I'm not, a, I'm certainly not an abortion fan, but wh- whether it should be, you know, uh, you know, a religious issue and, and no, and it should it should be a, a you know a, a political issue and and where and you should use your religious religious beliefs to do what you want and think is right. And you're right about the fact that when does this thing become something that's protected by the Constitution like everybody else? That it, it is the crux of it. But what I really don't think is every fifty states now we have to have this argument fifty times, and every time there's a change in in uh, leadership of a state, we're going to argue with it. Talk about well, well, now, now. Hold on. Now hold on a minute. Think think about what you just said. Okay, I, 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 I want you to to give careful consideration to that because that's the crux of the EPA decision, and that's why it matters. I, I okay? have I have I have given it careful consideration, and the, and all I did one time was fly from Newark to San Francisco, and if you look out the left side of the plane, you got fifteen different sets of rules. You look out the right side of the plane. I'm not not looking to be like France, where everything is. But we can be very, very divisive on a state level. And then, and then if you're going to go through that again, maybe you need to look at populations in the various states and who exactly gets right. represented and who doesn't. I mean, w- when you start going down that road, you know, the idea of, of Rhode Island being represented or Wyoming, every 60,000 people get a senator, and, and then in California, every 60 million people get a senator. I'm not so sure that's right either. I mean, where do you start? Well, well, no, but the answer to that is to solve that that issue. Okay, when you know when when we constituted the Congress, uh, that was that was more or less not the case, right? There was there was much less of a spread at the time. It was impractical for us to have you know three thousand members of the House of Representatives. Right. Uh, It isn't anymore. Well, we wouldn't want that, and so. There's, you know, why is it that, I mean, now this would take a constitutional amendment, because as things stand right now, the Constitution, you know, the, the construction of the House is 435 people. Uh, but we could very easily, and I, and I would support this, I think it would be a good idea, would be to set the representation of, of Congress as one congressperson per, say, 50,000 Residents, and that you're, and, and, or you know, pick a number. I don't care what it is, but it's consistent across the entire country. And when we do our every ten year sentence, uh, every ten year census, that that you know, that's how it gets reapportioned, and that's how it works in the House and the Senate. You know, I, I've long said that that getting rid of the, you know, going to direct election senators when this country ultimately fails. It will be the reason that is logged in the in the history books why we blew up. That was a huge mistake, and and, and it's it's irreversible whether we like it or not because no senator is going to vote to remove himself from office, well, and yet that's what would be required that's to the do with, that amendment. Well, <laughs> so, well, people would say, so short of a civil war, that's not going to happen. 
Well, uh, we need a constitutional convention on every level here in Illinois and and federally. I mean, we had a a. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the st- I don't I don't know what the answer is. Kind of with one of the guys on a. I don't want to say a buddy or so. Somebody lobbed me something from uh, the core digest. I don't know if you get that crazy thing, but there's, there's, I find some interesting stuff in there, especially about baseball. There must be people have nothing better to do but to dig through all the stats, so I don't have to. But uh, somebody talked about um, Thomas Jefferson. What happened to him? He, he they sent him, he went home and then they, they called him back to Washington or something, and like an emergency call back or whatever the hell it was. I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know my history that much back there. I should know it, but. Anyway, he, he you know he basically beat feet back to Washington from where was he Virginia someplace, uh, and it was a it was a I don't know how many miles it was fifty some and they said you could make twelve miles a day in a buggy or something whatever it was it took him like three four days right or, or five days so, so you can't you know like like you know you you can't from from the right wing or the left but the right wing seems to do this more or at least I hear it more you can't tell me that Thomas Jefferson ever envisioned. Somebody from Florida, which wasn't even there, uh, influenced an election in Oregon and saying he anticipated that and it was okay. Oh yeah, no, no, and then and that's I mean, you have to account for the things that couldn't have possibly been foreseen. Okay, and I mean, you know, it, at at the time, it, at the time of the founding of the country, there was nobody who who foresaw us having aircraft that could go from one end of the country to the other in four hours. Yeah. I mean that was that would uh, that was fanciful BS. You'd be called a witch if you tried to put together, yeah. <laughs> put, put together. We'd be able to do that. Well, well, you know, obviously you can cast spells because there is there's no physical way for that to happen. Well, uh, okay, today we we don't think it's a big deal. You walk out of the airport and uh, you're in San Francisco in six hours, and so I, I mean that's it. And some of the structural things that are found in our government that go back to there are are predicated upon that. I mean, the idea that um, we we have to have, for example, the ability of the executive to conduct war for, you know, for two months before Congress uh, has to take a vote on it. Well, well, excuse me, if there's an actual war on, Congress can convene in, in 48 hours. Yeah, oh yeah. All right. So why is it that we we can't say, um, you know what, you got seven days, all right, and that's it, and that that would it, unless there's been a nuclear exchange. And oh, by the way, the planes can't fly. I, it, but as things stand right now, yeah, we have a bunch of stuff like that in there. But what I what I find so interesting about this EPA decision, and and all the people whose hair is on fire. Uh, particularly on the left over it, which is is, is the dishonesty, the, the blatant dishonesty of this. The crux of the EPA decision is exactly what happened with the CDC and exactly what happened with OSHA, okay? Except in the EPA's case, it's 100 times worse. In 2015, the EPA put together the regulation that ultimately was decided upon in this decision that came up yesterday. In 2014, one year earlier, the EPA lost at the Supreme Court a case in which it was declared by the Supreme Court that greenhouse gases are not pollutants and are not regulatable by the EPA, period. Yeah, that's what they do. They do it anyway. Well, and so the EPA put up the middle finger to the Supreme Court of the United States 
Well, I don't. I don't they, I, instead I, of and now, and now realize what was going on here. This is when Obama was president. Okay, if the the correct answer to this, what the Supreme Court held, was that the statute, what Congress authorized, did not give the EPA that power. It wasn't that they couldn't have it; it was that they didn't have it. Instead of going back to Congress and getting a law passed that said these are regulatable emissions under the EPA, the EPA just stuck up the middle finger to the court. Well, why is that? I mean, it's not just, I'm going to say, Carl, that any industry anybody's in, I mean, I, obviously I'm not in the EPA industry, but I'm in the securities industry. The, the regulatory people here have gone way beyond any any sort of law that anybody has. That in, in Congress, and yet they don't. The, the big people can do whatever they want. So I mean, it's, it's there, there's I mean, the, the idea that uh, uh, if, if you're a, a, a well, my brothers are, are a compliance person, uh, Dan Howe, that he he has to monitor whether or not I go help somebody paint a house on a Saturday. Saturday, why why is that Finner's business? Why does he have? Well, to yeah, but I, I mean, mean, this is this is you know, there are so many things. Yeah, the creep the creep you're talking about is happening everywhere. It's not just and we have. Oh, 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 yeah. oh I know that. It's it, it, you know, it's 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 in BATFE with with firearms regulations. Okay, the latest proclamation that a that a piece of metal that cannot be assembled into a gun is a gun. Okay. Um, oh, by the way. Is is that actually is that actually beyond BATFE's ability to regulate? I don't know because I haven't read all the statutes yet. Okay, maybe BATFE actually has that discretionary authority. I don't know, but th- that's one of those places. the The whole concept that CARB out in California can essentially set emission standards for the entire United States. Yeah, it's crazy. But to get back right, to the, uh, that's clearly not there in the federal statutes, and yet there it is. You've got this particular situation with power plants, and oh by the way, this wasn't about new power plants. This was the, the that the EPA crafted a regulatory scheme that was essentially designed to shut down coal plants because it was physically impossible to meet the standards. Well, not only that, they had people like Camelot Edison sold them to other people, and then they came after the other people and, like, put them out of business after Commonwealth Edison didn't own them anymore. Yeah, and see, that's but but this all comes down to who's this, really pulling the strings. Well, that's exactly and, right. By the way, if this debate happens in the legislature, all right, and, and the people vote for the people who enact laws that say, oh, by the way, your power bill is going to double, and uh, because we are going to use solar and wind as our primary load generation, you know, like our generation capacity, if there isn't enough solar and enough wind, you're not going to have any lights. Well, I mean, it gets down to you, when you ask who controls the people. I think these, these big companies, every place, for God's sake, Carl, they're in charge. When, when are we all, I mean, you know that. I, I mean, we have, nobody has a whole lot of sympathetic, sympathetic Ears for Mike Madigan here in Illinois, right? And uh, I will tell you this, though: I sure as hell wish he was my ward committeeman because my streets and everything else would be better than anybody else's. So <laughs> it's, not, it's not like he didn't do his job, right? But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything good or bad. But explain to me, Lucy, how in God's name you could be prosecuting the living bejesus out of this guy for taking money from Commonwealth Edison to get a law changed, and Commonwealth Edison is held harmless? Yeah. Well, that's well. That's you know that's the the same thing that we had happen 
uh, during during the the so-called great financial crisis, right, is that there was documented proof that people were being bribed, and and yet, in order to give a bribe, somebody has to take a bribe. Yeah, we would say. Well, we how think, come only yeah. one of them goes to jail? Well, when they had the uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean the the, the idea that uh, with with people with prostitution, all right. They, for first of all, they would in Chicago. I don't know if they did this other places. Is the uh, if somebody went up there and, and they, you know somebody engaged the prostitute to do whatever God knows what they're doing, but uh, they stopped. You know, first of all, they just they just got rid of the prostitutes and then put them in jail for the night and put them back out on the street the next day. Uh, then all of a sudden, they start publishing the names and pictures of the guys, of the dudes. Yeah. yeah. Well, then all of a sudden, you know that, that's a problem. But now, why? Why? How is it if somebody gets a check from somebody? How how does it, you know, how does that, I, that's why I had, had, actually we had some uh, over adult beverages last night, Carl, we should have been here. I was asking my, my guys, are pretty bright. Uh, how exactly, when people says, people, uh, well, re- what brought this to mind is, I don't know if you listened to, uh, we had uh, Karen Reeves on a couple times, bright lady, she did not win. Uh, she lost to Jesse Jackson's son, after the other son had a similar job and went to jail. But still, re- we're going to vote for him because he's Jesse Jackson's son. Uh, which is mind-boggling to me, and there's like a 20% turnout, which again is mind-boggling. But uh, allegedly he got a, a six a million-dollar check from um, somebody to uh, uh, for ads in his last week or two, and that kind of, people think that turned the tide for him because nobody else had that kind of money in the, in the was running, and Karen certainly didn't. Uh, how does, allegedly from this Bitcoin guy, it's now running around trying to save all the Bitcoin people or all the the crypto right. people. Now, how how does that? Do you get to give somebody a million dollars? I thought there were limits or something. I mean, how, how does that all work? I mean, a corporation can't give somebody a million dollars. I mean, how, how, when people accuse Soros of giving Kim Fox money, Soros is he even a U.S. citizen? How does how does he write that check? I thought if you're overseas, you you can't take campaign money from somebody out of the country. I mean, how, how does this how does this all work its way through? How, how does the nuts and bolts? Does he does he send people here two hundred fifty thousand a piece, and they and they turn around and send somebody a two hundred fifty thousand dollar check? I mean, I'm assuming he's even doing it at all, or people are just using his name. I mean, how, how does how does how does this work its way through the system? I, I don't. Do you have any idea? You know, um, I don't. I don't know what actually happens. I know that in general, well, right, when it comes to an individual. Uh, you have a lifetime exemption on your estate. Okay, everything above that is you know, subject to being taxed. Uh, it is legal for you to disperse some of that to people prior to your demise. Nothing wrong with doing it. However, you do have to declare it and file it with the IRS because it does get permanently deducted from your limit. So if I wanted to, for example, buy my daughter a house, uh, you know, the, you can give anyone, I think it's what, 17,000 or 18,000 a year now. It's, you know, it used to be 10, it's gone up with inflation. Uh, and, and not have to report anything. Uh, and, but this, this is beyond that. You can legally distribute it. However, it counts against your lifetime capacity to, uh, you know, to give things away without the person, you know, without you being taxed on it. Uh, and so you have to account for it. 
and and once you know and and that's that's a formal filing that has to be made with the IRS and and you got to do it uh well i would assume uh that 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 is being circumvented in some way because otherwise the money flows are very well documented and let's face it you know 15 grand is not a lot right right so i mean we're certainly not you know we're certainly not doing um you know $15,000 at a time uh, per year per person that's that's not what's going on exactly what is going on i'm not entirely sure but it, but i'm sure there's a scam here somewhere and this this comes back to certain people get prosecuted for things and other people do not and that's why you have four people that make you know four companies that make baby formula in the united states uh it, it is it is why so much of what goes on the entire medical industry exists on this on this basis it is essentially a legalized scam oh, yeah. it's it's illegal under 15 united states code chapter one and yet nobody gets prosecuted for that and and yet across industry after industry after industry i don't care what it is you will find the same pattern you know when i was when i was running my internet company chief i wouldn't even have a sit down in a pub with and have a beer with one of my competitors no cboe wouldn't either it would never, and, and it was just because I knew there was always a risk. The guy had a wire on, and the next morning the FBI was going to show up at my house at 4 o'clock in the morning and haul me off in chains. Yeah, you would never have seen, uh, when I was at the SIBO, Duke and Chuck were pretty straight, Bill Flourish, and they were all real straight. I mean, you would never see them taking out the head of the P-Coast and, and, and saying, you know, if we, we both raised our rates as much, we could do better. I mean, you would, you'd, you'd never, it would never happen. They would, but I, but I, I'm just kind of, you know, sometimes I get, I get uh, I get crazed about the nuts and bolts. So so I'm just a, a schlump working in in the campaign office for Jackson's kid, and all of a sudden there's an envelope in there, and I open it and I go, "Wow, here's a million dollar check from some guy. He must like us. We'll just deposit it." <laughs> I mean, that doesn't happen, Carl. What, what what do you think they promised this guy? I mean, they're just uh, yeah, I I have no idea. I mean, I see so much. I so see so much of this kind of nonsense, uh, and it's and it's everywhere. But you know. When it comes down to the to large scale capital projects, and one of the reasons I think this EPA decision is so important is that these are things that have amortization schedules and requirements that are measured in decades. You want to build an oil refinery, a steel mill, a power plant, or whatever. These things have service lives that are fifty years old. Okay, if you can't, if if the next time there's an election. And, and this time Joe Biden wins, and he comes in, and, and this was cited in the Supreme Court decision on the, on the EPA. The original decision that led to the case was filed by, was, was done when Obama was president. Then Trump comes in, and his EPA says, by the way, that was overreach. Uh, we're not going to enforce this. We had no authority to do it in the first place. Have a nice day. And, and the people on the government side tried to claim that that mooted the case. Then Biden gets elected, and he says, oh, by the way, this is back on again. All right, the whole reason that it's important that we not allow agencies to do this kind of thing is because if I'm going to make an investment that, that potentially is going to last 20 or 30 or 40, 50 years, oil refinery, power plant, it, pretty much any kind of serious infrastructure that our economy needs in order to function, you cannot have... Four years later, somebody with a stroke of a pen and a phone turn around and destroy that value. Well, I, I would agree. We don't have to break here. SP Futures down 14. NASDAQ Futures down 58. Day before the 4th of July weekend, make that the two days before. This is not the way the market's supposed to work, but it is. Be right back, Stacks and Jacks.
Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hello, this is Tom Howe, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you're aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and try to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Interested in promoting your business to a high-end audience comprised of entrepreneurs, traders, executives, and the everyday business person? Consider advertising on Stocks and Jocks. With devout listenership covering the Chicago market along with a vast online presence, advertising on Stocks and Jocks may be just what it takes to put your business over the top. For more information, contact me, Matt Weber, at matt at stocksandjocks.net. That's matt at stocksandjocks.net. I celebrate the guy's entire catalog. Stocks, jocks, Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello, welcome back to Stocks and Jocks. I'm Tom Howe. Matt Byrne on the board. My, my buddies from the club are, are texting me, are, have you been shot? <laughs> no, I go, no, I haven't been shot. No, not us. <laughs> not, at least not yet. Um, <laughs> SP Futures down 8, and SP Futures down 28. We're making a move towards a flat line here. Did that several times yesterday. They just gave it up in the afternoon and went flying down. Uh, Dow Futures down 130. Uh, we're in Asia. We've got uh, Nikkei down 457, 1.7%. It's ouch there. Shanghai down 11.3%. Hang Seng down 137. It's 0.6%. Hang Seng, uh, again under 22,000 to 21,859. They were 29,000 like a year ago. Uh, over in Europe, we've got the DAX down 29.2%, uh, FTSE down 21.3%, CAC around up 3, so, uh, call that flat. So pretty, pretty flat, maybe slightly down over in Europe. Yesterday, extent, we were, we made runs up. We actually were up for a couple of minutes, but down ended up down 253, S&P down 33, NASDAQ down 149, so, Continuation of this bear market, at least so far. Uh, bonds under 3% now to uh, 2.92. 
Uh, the bond 1.29, which they made it up to 1.68. So seems to me like central banks maybe, despite what they're saying, are pouring money back in the last week or so. We will see. Of course, they don't give us those numbers very often. Uh, Japan, 0.22. Uh, oil is up 309 to 108.85. Brent up 325, 112.28. Natural gas up 42 cents, 582. Uh, it's a big move in natural gas. It's almost 8%, but there's way down from the over 9 bucks they were a couple of months ago. Arbob up 8 cents, 361. So, well, I'll ask Carl his opinion on this in a minute, but I think the normal spread between Arbob and your, and your pump is around 80 cents, 80 to 90 cents, maybe maybe not even that high. And so gas yeah, should be 450 now, and it's not. It's five something. So I don't know. I, mean, that's, I don't know what the excuse there is. Gold down 22 bucks, 17.85. Gold just can't get a, can't get a bit anywhere. Silver down 87 cents, which is almost which is almost five percent, 4.3 percent. Under under 20 bucks, 19.48. Copper down 12 cents, 358. We've got Bitcoin. Uh, hanging above 19,000, up 333, 19,250. If it ducked below 19,000 again last night, and again, we're going to Carl's opinion on what this, what problems this is causing. We got for traffic weather sports, man. Yeah, good morning. Currently 7.37 a.m. on Friday, July 1st, 2022. Uh, in, uh, baseball yesterday, Cubs win for once. My gosh, 15 to 7 against Cincinnati Reds. A notable plays from Patrick Wilson with a grand slam, which kept a five, uh, five run second. Uh, this is the Cubs' third win in four games. The Reds' tenth loss in their past 13. Cubs back again today, uh, against Red Sox in Wrigleyville. White Sox on tonight uh, against San Francisco. Catch that at 9.15 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, as well as that, Diamondbacks taking on Rockies tonight, 7.10 Central Standard Time, of course. Uh, now for weather in Chicago. Uh, currently cloudy with a little chance of rain in the afternoon, uh, at least here in the city. Uh, currently 75 degrees, a high of 87, and a low of 68. In Phoenix, clear skies, 89 degrees, a high of 106, and a low of 87. Now for traffic in Chicago, a little sparse this morning. Uh, traffic eastbound on the Kennedy between North Racine Avenue and West Monroe Street. Traffic westbound on the Kennedy between Lawrence Avenue and Harlem Avenue. Traffic westbound on the Dan Ryan between West Pershing Road and downtown near the Jane Byrne Interchange. Uh, and finally, traffic northbound on Lakeshore between East Bebel Drive and Ert Randolph Street. Uh, and I thought I did some research actually during the show. Uh, Carl, you mentioned uh, that the photo online of of the uh, uh, the 2020 comparison and all that uh, of uh, Ellis Island. I looked into it, and Reuters uh, has uh, apparently proven that to be false. Uh, it, it's uh, uh, not that it's an edited image, but it's uh, uh, it's neither photos. Photos are time stamped, and uh, the the National Ocean Atmospheric Agency reports a 2.9 millimeter rise in sea level in the area since 1855. Actually, it's per year. Uh, I just thought I'd bring that up for uh, a fact-checking uh, uh, sense. Wait a minute, we got to fact-check people in stacks and jacks? This is yeah. not good. <laughs> this is not well, good. Well, no. This is not good. <laughs> so, so here's here's what I will say to that. Uh, 2.9 millimeters, uh, uh, you know, sounds, I mean, it, that sounds like a big number, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's uh, let's take a look at that. Well, we got about 100 years here, right? Yeah, that's right. Two point nine millimeters, not very much. Well, actually, it's two. I, I should uh, correct myself. Two point nine uh, over one year, actually. Well, no, well, that's what you say yeah. per year. Yeah. Okay. Well, guess what? Uh, that means that the sea level is up one hundred fourteen inches. Because there's it, it, now, come on, nobody actually believes that, right? Yeah. That's ten feet. Oh, definitely, yeah. All right. Well, so so yeah, Noah's lying, or the person who's reporting on that fact check is lying, 
um, because I have this thing called a calculator, and I also have a piece of paper and a, a pencil. And you're not supposed yeah. you're not supposed to do that, Carl. It screws everybody <laughs> up when you get to actually get the, the calculator and a piece of paper. Well, I'll tell you what. If if the sea level had risen ten feet, my former house in Florida, yeah, would, would literally be five feet underwater. Why do you? There does seem to be and this is, I don't, some differences in different parts of the world and and uh, seas going up or down, or is, it, or is it just the tidal shifts or something? Or something? Well, it's so yeah. So there's a couple of things going on. One is that we have this propensity in the United States and, and in other places too, but especially here in the United States, we have this propensity to fill in and build on what is historically been marsh. Uh, Houston is a prime example of this, as is Miami. Um, the problem with doing that, of course, is that the reason it's marsh is because the the land is subsiding. The water isn't going up, the land is going down. When you build on top of that, you haven't changed that dynamic. Okay, So over the space of 30, 40, 50, 100 years, um, the, the land was sinking before, that's why it was flooded, and still is. Uh, you're not going to stop that, no matter what sort of peering you put in or whatever have you. And so everything that you built there very, very slowly, but inexorably does sink. Uh, and that's that's just the way it is, all right? I mean, now in New Orleans, we you know we built a city below sea level for crying out. <laughs> well, plus we <laughs> plus we sucked a whole bunch of oil out of underneath the place too. Well, yeah, but I mean, but but leaving you know leaving the, the and, and in parts of Florida you have karst, which is which is subject to sinkholes forming um, because the water erodes the limestone underneath, all right, over time. Um, and that's you know so it, it, and that actually is kind of cool if you happen to be a diver and and uh, I've I've done plane diving in some of those underwater caves which is a lot of fun, a little dangerous but it's a lot of fun. Did you find the guy who uh, got sucked in and never found him? The guy in his bedroom. Remember that I'm guy? Sorry? Remember the guy who got sucked into the sinkhole in his house from his bedroom and never found the guy? Oh, uh, you know one of the there's there's a a very well known cave that I've been in called Jackson Blue. There's actually a stoplight. Uh, several thousand feet back into the hole, uh, and at uh, I, th- I think it's about 140, 130, 140 feet deep, and and the way it got there was that some some dude threw it down a hole that developed a sinkhole that developed on his property, and, and that's where it ended up. <laughs> God, hey, I got a quick uh, a little bit of phenomenon here. I read this. Um, this is this is what happens, I think, with some of this stuff, and I'm not I'm not casting any aspersions. I'm just saying, but this is what. I, I looked here. Uh, here's the here's the headline. This was the worst first half for the market in 50 years. It's all yeah. because and all because of one thing: inflation. Okay, so I went back, Carl. Now you shouldn't do this. Uh, you know, you don't want that piece of paper and a pencil. But I, I went back on the excuse me on the spider here, which is the S and P 500, and from right before COVID. So let's say March of, of 2020 or, or September, we were at. Roughly three thirty-three in the spiders, and now right. we're at now we're at three seventy-six. So, my point all along has been, and I'm not, I'm not saying you need to agree or not or disagree, but my point all along is if if the market has been is has been driven backwards and forwards by Fed screw ups in my mind for the last fifty years, and and the market should be. Uh, Know, storehouse of value by, by pricing things properly and those kinds of things. And uh, 
Fed very rarely lets it do that because it's always, you know, going from pillar to post. But if you were to take like a six or six and a half percent return on the market, which some people would say is normal, you know, what's normal? We're right. We're right where we are now at three seventy six, is roughly six percent a year from that day before COVID or the month before COVID, which wouldn't be bad. Which would be somewhat okay. I mean, I mean that would be fine, right? Six, six and a half percent. We haven't had, exactly had the. Well, because of the the Fed's pouring a whole bunch of dough in. Well, first we went way down when the COVID started. Everything shut down, so they pour right. all this all this money in. They drive the market from two twenty five to four seventy five, which is almost totally all because of money pouring into the system. Nobody doing anything with except invest it, right? So now. When they pull some of that out, or trying to at least flatten it, we drop back down. Now, is the market sell-off because of inflation? Was the market run-up because of too much money? Is it all just part of the same picture? I think it's absolutely just part of the same picture. And why can't anybody explain it that way? I mean, it, to me, it's so obvious it's scary. It should never have been where it was. It was a, it was a balloon, and now it's popping. Well, yeah, and, and but, you know, here's, here's the problem with this. You know, you brought this up in the, in the first hour. This whole thing about negative interest rates, real real rates, okay. Uh, as I've if, as I've pointed out several times, if if you give me that environment over a period of time, and I have reason to believe it's going to continue, and it, and that's been the environment we've been in for thirty years. Yeah, I can run a literal cash furnace and show good earnings numbers, and all I'm doing is burning hundred dollar bills. I'm not actually producing a single thing. And as long as that trend continues, I can do that. And so what you what you were talking about in the first hour, which is people have access to do this because they have access to the capital markets and they can finance things through large banks. So you and I can't do that, but these, these folks can because they swing enough weight around. They can essentially make the market go where they want it to go for a particular set of assets and profit from it by doing that. And and they can do it without having to take actual risk. Now, sure, it may turn around on them, and they may get caught on the wrong side of things. This happened to a bunch of people in 2008. But what happened in 2008? How many of those people that got caught on the wrong side of things, other than Bear Stearns and Lehman, and it can be argued that both of those firms were intentionally punished by the powers that be because they had done something they didn't like five years earlier. Yep, I would agree with that. Well, I mean, you know, look, the, the, the Asian thing... Was was supposedly why people said Lehman can go bite it, right? And Bear Stearns got involved in some things that that certain people didn't like because they made an awful lot of money by screwing some other folks. And, and you know, hey, listen, they took advantage of an opportunity that was there in front of them. But when the time came, Bear Stearns got you know got screwed, right? So guess what? This is this is the pattern that happens when you do this. And the the bottom line is. If you allow negative real rates, that is, if you allow the curve to exist where the rate of borrowing, the cost of borrowing money, is less than the forward productivity and GDP expansion, you will always get this dynamic, always, every time. So you would, and the only, you and the only way really, to stop it, Chief, is yeah. to never allow that to occur. You and Hal are saying the same thing coming from two different directions. I mean, I'm, I'm just picking up on... He he's coming at his definitions. He's saying the same thing you are. You've been saying it for a while, and I. Uh, but he was saying that you actually 
if somebody can borrow like a negative interest rate of eight, which is about where we are right now, when other people can, you you can drive the ap- asset prices essentially up the eight percent. Right, and and but what I you know th- this was one of the central points in the book that I that I published just, you know <laughs> ten years ago now, right? Leverage, which is that you you must nobody ever does anything to take an intentional loss. Right. right. That doesn't mean people don't lose money. Of course they do. But you don't do things that are intentionally stupid in that sort of fashion. If you give somebody the ability to borrow below the rate of productivity and inflation, then what you've done is you've allowed that person, whoever that entity is, you've given them the capacity to screw somebody else with impunity. And they will, because why would you not? Okay, but but the distortion that puts into the system screws everybody else who doesn't have that access. Well, that's that's the point. Because I, I I got to this because I've had many many discussions, and I'm listening to the answers. Uh, the answers are, well, let's put it this way: in my mind, they're ludicrous. But if you take what you and Hal are saying, uh, which I happen to believe now, maybe I'm not the one who's right because this all came to fruition with this guy paying what did he pay five billion dollars for the Broncos, right? So, in my in in my world, uh, which I guess is, doesn't exist anymore, that kind of money, I mean, it was you, you probably have to pay. Well, you and I'd have to pay seven eight percent for it, right? right? Assuming we could even get that kind of a loan, which means we're writing a check at the beginning of the year to somebody for three hundred fifty million dollars, and there's no way on God's earth that a football team is ever going to make that that kind of money in, in our lifetime. Uh, where that can, you know, because you do have something called salaries and, you know, expenses along the way. So there's yeah, no... Yeah, gee, you mean you actually have to pay people to play? Yeah, well, but I'm saying, if the first check you write is for 350 mil, I don't think you got a snowball's chance at all. Well, well, then the then the people will say, well, the guy doesn't, doesn't uh, and this gets to what you just said, well, the guy doesn't care, uh, he just got the money. I said, okay, but if if the world was right and you could actually get 5% on your money, you know, even on a T bill for five years or whatever, nobody is gonna is gonna cost themselves three hundred million dollars a year to own a football team unless you've got the biggest ego on earth. So there's an implied interest. I don't even know what that term means anymore. Because there's an implied interest, even if you think it's chump change in your pocket. So, so what what Hal was saying, and now I'm saying you're saying, you are saying the same thing. Don't worry because if it's, if it's allowed to continue. Ten years from now, somebody's going to pay ten million because you're going to force it to there because of the negative interest rates. And I, I, I never heard that in all my years of, of of college and everything else. I never, I never heard of that concept, Kyle. Now it's fascinating me. Yeah, it's well, but that's that's essentially the and, and the reality of it, though, is that and and this sounds, you know, what, what, where Hal didn't go was the next was the next step. Yeah, I'm going to ask which him is that there's there's a certain group of people, and it's a very small group, who have you know look at look at what Jeff Bezos pulled with Amazon over the space of a couple of decades. When when Amazon was originally set up, they got they got dubbed Spamazon in my company because they they literally spammed our customers, people who had never bought a single thing from them, and I know they did it because one of the people they spammed was me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And, and gee, since I was running an ISP, it wasn't like I couldn't see where the emails were coming in from, right? So, 
I ran a quick little data analysis on what we were getting. I'm like, you little SOBs, what the blankety blank is this? You know, this this stuff costs me money to run. It costs, you know, my customers pay me money to run this service, and, and you're abusing us, which ultimately is cost that has to be because somebody has to pay it. And so I, you know, I dubbed them this, and I actually blackballed their domains on our email server for a little while, and and they ultimately backed down. They stopped doing it because you know that was that was the, basically the price of poker at the time. Well, then. He goes around it and he does things that are that I had come up with the idea of setting up LLCs in other areas, expanding our service into there, and then not having to worry about dealing with the with the whole sales tax situation because they were not domiciled in the state where that particular thing was. And I talked to the corporate attorneys about that, and they said, "You're out of your mind. You're going to go to jail." <laughs> And I said, but, the, but they're like, you got to be kidding me. Don't even think about it. Well, Bezos did this all over the effing country, and place after place he got challenged. He backed, He ultimately backed down. He did not take one single instance of those things that he did to court and actually prove that they were legal. He backed down in every single case, but he never had to pay any of the back taxes no. or deal with any of the businesses that he destroyed by doing it in the interim period. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't get how how people like that. I mean, let's put it this way: let's put you and me in the in, in the governor's office in in Illinois. I mean, not just because of Prince Gribble, but a bunch of guys before him. I don't. I don't. For the life of me, I don't understand how if uh, if, if poor Matt Byrne has a uh, you know a bed bath and I mean, not a bed bath or, or a, a place where they sell TVs. It's you know Matt MattBuy dot com. And, and he's got this building that he's paying taxes on. He's hiring people, doing all this stuff. I'm not saying that you know you, you shouldn't have uh, uh, you know on, online shopping at all. And and there's people in there. All you all you had to do was walk in, for God's sake. If you if you had your eyes open, if you're if you're a rounder or you're this guy, maybe they're too rich. They don't know. You walk in there and you see somebody taking a picture of the model number of a TV and kicking it up on, Go- on uh, the Google and the damn thing. And buying it online and saving themselves a hundred dollars in tax, even though the law in Illinois says you still have to pay the tax, we don't prosecute anybody for that either. Yet the city will walk into PTI and say, "Did you buy that computer out of the city? Not less, not much less out of the state?" And they come. Oh, we had to, oh, oh, yeah, we had to deal with that yeah. all the time. When it, when I was there, we had the, the both the state and the city auditors that came in. And, and ran full sales tax audits on us. Yeah, I, so I don't. They, they pointed this piece of equipment that was sitting in my rack and say, "Show me the invoice for that with that serial number on it, and prove to me that you paid the taxes." Well, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how a the governor, if he ever got out of his car limousine, wouldn't see that and say, "Wait a minute, we don't whether I whether I like it or not." I can't let that happen because here's a guy who's paying taxes, and now they're getting away without paying them. And oh, by the or how do we not subpoena Amazon and say for the last ten years, give me the top five hundred people that have bought crap and not paid taxes on? And you'll find maybe a Brian Pritzker's wife with with five TVs from God knows where. I mean, are well, they, are they, are they so, there's, so there's a problem with the subpoena, which is which is that without nexus. The organization you send it to can send them, send back a, a picture of their butt, which, which by the way, I did to California when I was running MCS because they tried that. 
and, and they had no jurisdiction to enforce that subpoena, and I told them to pound sand, and there was nothing they could do about it. All right, so you're telling but me... Are, but, but here's the thing. We weren't, you know, we weren't cheating in California. We, we did no business in California, so I really didn't care. But, yeah, I mean, there's there there are jurisdictional issues with that. Okay, but you're telling me there's... When I see somebody doing, uh, pick a number, $30 billion worth of business in Illinois, and there, and there, there was a state law I actually dug into it, and if, oh yeah, no. There's a point. There's a point where you actually can establish that there's jurisdiction there, but you you would have to sue somebody over it, and then and okay, well, right. you know that, that they actually are in fact cheating on the rules. Well, I mean, uh, if, which if, yes, you could do. All right, so let's let's, let's say pick the number: ten billion dollars worth of business in Illinois, and there's a there's a uh, there's actually a thing that you form you were supposed to file at the end of the year. I just know the name of the form that where you're supposed to pay sales tax on stuff you bought out of state. And by the way, if it's over like a thousand bucks in a quarter, you're supposed to do it quarterly. So if I'm the governor, sit there. By the way, how many of those things have we gotten in the last year? And the answer is like, well, none. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. I mean, there's, there's got to be a way. Even if you don't sue Amazon, there's got to be a way to figure out how did thirty billion dollars came from someplace. It has to be from v- maybe you go to Visa, maybe you go to Master. I don't. You can't tell me. They they get up your drawers up your behind every other way on earth that, that they can't find where thirty billion dollars was bought in the state. Well, yeah, I mean obviously, right? Yeah, I mean I don't know how to do it. I'm not an attorney, but I mean somewhere or another, somebody I'll, I'll guarantee you, Visa and all those places know about it. The, your your credit card uh, security firms all know. There's a lot of people that know. I don't know where, I don't know where you demand it from them, but maybe right. Just saying. I mean, uh, it's just a. I mean, uh, and, and why all of a sudden the states broke? Okay, the states broke. We're not we're not charging sales tax on what is now probably fifteen twenty percent of our of all the sales in the places. And oh, by the way, we're letting the buildings that people are paying property taxes and everything else. We're letting them go under because of it. I mean, this is not. How much money do you have to contribute to somebody's campaign to let that go? Or every every other well, nickel anybody? Well, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, to me, it's that. That's not just bad politics. That's just that's 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 stupidity. I, I, on a money side of it, whether or not you're, you know, whatever your your views are, and whether you should be taxing it, and even now, I don't think uh, you 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 get you pay taxes on Amazon and something that comes directly, do you? I mean, if it runs through their warehouse, I think you do. But if you buy something from a camera store in North Dakota, I still don't think you pay tax, do you? Or do you? Well, if you so. The, the, the question becomes one of nexus, okay? If you have business nexus in a given state, you're subject to regulation within that state. That's uh, yeah. that's the bottom line. What Amazon was doing was, was obtaining nexus by having warehouses in a given place, and yet claiming that they didn't have it because some LLC actually owned the warehouse uh. and was operating it. All right. Hey, what are you doing for we got a dash here to say? What are you doing for the weekend? You hanging in Tennessee or are you heading somewhere? Uh, no, I'm going to be hanging around here. And uh, although, you know, we'll we'll see with inflation, uh, fireworks have gotten a little expensive. I may not be shooting my own this time. Oh, yeah. We'll supposedly, supposedly they're they're uh, really expensive. I mean, uh, it's, up by more, it's up by more than half yeah. from what I saw last year. And, and last year I did my own little private. We have, we have kind of a war zone in this neighborhood during the 4th. So. I, can only, I, can, I can only imagine. S&P <laughs> Futures only are down 8 now. NASDAQ Futures down 32. Uh, happy 4th, everybody. Be back on Tuesday, Stacks and Jacks. 
Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI ProDirect. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. Cairo Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968. Okay, you know, you guys aren't privy to all the new shit, so, uh, you know, that's what you, uh, that's what you pay me for.